What up, Gromis? Yeah. Alright, check it out. Hey, yo, what up? The name is Nerd Grows. I got the buttery turf flows. The way I make these herbs grow. This one's for all my tent homies and my earth hoes. Yo, 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 yo. I, wait, what, what are you doing, man? What? Start the podcast. All right. What up, y'all? Welcome to episode 14 of the Nerd Grows podcast. We're doing it again. Right up front, I have a big announcement. As you heard on last week's episode, BGG is doing a new seed drop on February 15th at 7.10 Eastern Standard Time. This time around, he has three different drops. We have Egyptian Widow, Odin's Express, and the now-known mystery strain, Blueberry Grape F5. I'm really excited for this, and I uh, may have come across some uh, early release packs here. If you head over to the Instagram, I have a pinned post where you can enter the raffle, and on next week's episode, I'll be giving away a pack of Egyptian Widow and a pack of Odin's Express. So yeah, go over to the NerdGrow's Instagram, check the pinned post, and enter to win. I'll read the winners next week. Also, I put out my first YouTube video this week, not just the re-upload of the podcast, an actual YouTube video, and it was about making a scrognet. As a lot of you know, I've been having a rough time the past couple weeks, so I decided to take like a mental health day get some projects done around the house and one of the things was i had bought stuff to make a scrognet but never actually made it so i decided to document the whole process and i made a little quick like three minute video breaking down how i did it it's actually our topic for this week so we'll talk more about that later however my youtube channel is brand new so if you wouldn't mind going over subscribing liking commenting all that fun stuff that influencers tell you to do not <laughs> I do, I do want to get the channel off the ground, though, so if you don't mind throwing me a sub, I'd appreciate it. I'm also in the process of uploading all the episodes of the podcast to the channel. I only have the first episode up right now, but I have all the other episodes uploaded. I just have to do the descriptions and thumbnails and all the fun stuff. So yeah, go hit me up over on YouTube at NerdGrows. And finally, there's only a couple days left for you to get your hand-drawn, hand-printed cannabis valentines. Head over to Grenadine Gumshoe over on Instagram. Valentine's Day is coming up fast, so grab them while you can. I think that's about all the housekeeping I have this week, so let's get into my grow. Honestly, not a whole lot has happened over the past week. I'm at the point where Truck Stop Boner Pills is entering veg, or it's in veg right now. Lemon Runs is entering flower, and Compton Kool-Aid is fully in flower at this point. And I've had a pretty busy week the past week, so I really just kept the humidifiers filled, did watering, I'm at the point where I'm using the res on the city picker for truck stop now, so that's good. And then, like I said last week, with my other two plants, the lemon runts and the Compton Kool-Aid, I have one big pan in my 2x2, two two, and I just fill it up with water and then swap the plants occasionally. So I'll do like half gallon, swap half gallon, wait a couple days, half gallon, swap, half gallon, swap, and just keep going like that. However, I think I'm going to have to come up with a new strategy soon because... The lemon runs is just starting to show flower and it's really, really tall and it's probably going to stretch a decent amount more. And my two by two is only five feet tall where my two by four is six feet tall. So I'm trying to figure out how close is this thing going to get to the light and it may just get to the point where it has to stay in the two by four. All right. So having the whole pan and switching the plants back and forth, I know it's really stupid, right? Because I could, <laughs> I could just go get a garden tray for like 75 cents. The problem is I always have a hard time finding one that is the right size for the five gallon pot because I went I went to like Walmart or Home Depot or something and I bought two of the 
five gallon pot ones and the fabric pots because i mean maybe because they like bulge out a little bit they're not like perfectly uniform like a plastic or ceramic pot is but yeah the fabric pots are slightly too fat to fit in the pan even if they could fit in the pan i wouldn't have any room to pour the water in kind of thing so i gotta get a much bigger one you know like a lot of potted plants they like thin out as they go well oh uh, i think we yep yeah, got it. <laughs> Hacks this son of a bitch. Hey, no gross listeners. This is Anthony from My Kind of Weird, one of those other podcasts on the same podcast co-op as this Yankee ass podcast, Nerd Grows. Now, I'm coming here as a bit of a service announcement to let you all know that this Nerd Grows guy is not to be trusted. He doesn't have weed, he hasn't grown weed, and he sure as hell hasn't smoked any weed. I was talking to that motherfucker on Skype the other night and he kept referencing Mary Jane as Mary John. Mary John? What in the Spider-Man shit is that fucking Mary John? Nah, those images you keep seeing on the Nerd Grows Instagram? AI. This Mary John smoking mofo just mid-journeys the fuck out of everything. He's mid-journeyed this weed plant and that weed plant. I can tell you right now that no joint has passed between that boy's lips. He's mid-journeyed so much shit. You'll mid-journey your mum, mid-journey your dad, mid-journey the whole goddamn neighbourhood before he'll try smoking real weed. I heard him one day say he'd fuck a koala bear. And that's straight. Can you imagine what he'd be like stoned? Dude, firstly, it's a koala, ain't a fucking bear. So don't be coming in and referencing my Aussie native wildlife with your Yankee mid-journey keyword generating bullshit referencing my homeland. Next he'll be saying he wants to ride Bluey to school. Man, fuck Bluey and all he stands for. Learn some respect, nerd grows. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Grows. And try some real weed once in a while. I'm out of here. Fuck this nonsense. Fucking yanks and their fake fucking weed. Wasn't even really commenting on his mom's carbon footprint, but like, come on, that's a really long, <laughs> it's a really long way to drive just for chocolate. But anyways, I'm rambling. That's really all I got for my grow this week. Everything's just moving along nicely. We'll get to uh, harvesting, what, in probably about a month, we can harvest the Compton Kool-Aid. And yeah, just keeping an eye on the lemon runts. It's a goddamn monster. But speaking of the lemon runs, I made a scrognet this week and I wanted to go in depth about how I made it and what I plan on doing with it going forward. But first, we got to get into an ad. Are you tired of waiting around for your cannabis plants to hit their stride? Do you wish there was a way to speed up the process and dive straight into the good stuff? Well, buckle up because we got just the solution for you. Introducing Swift Buds, the revolutionary autoflower seeds that sprout straight into the good stuff. Have you ever seen buds on a seedling? We have. Our cutting-edge genetics and innovative breeding techniques ensure that your plants skip the waiting game and go straight to producing premium buds. Say goodbye to long flowering times and hello to instant gratification. Our seeds will go through all three stages of plant life in just 45 seconds. Don't let impatience slow you down on your cannabis journey. Upgrade the Swift Buds today and experience the thrill of rapid growth and abundant harvests. Head over to nerdgrows.com slash swift to get started. That's nerdgrows.com slash swift. Warning, results may vary. Swift Buds is not responsible for any sudden bursts of productivity or impromptu dance parties induced by our seeds. Please use responsibly. All right, so this week I finally got around to making my own scrognet. I've been talking to a 
couple people about it. Shout out to Master Yoda. Shout out to Tip Burners. They gave me some really good advice on how to build it and what materials to buy and how to go about doing it. So before I tell you how I made it, I want to tell you about my plans for it. My plan is to hang this in the two by two, and that way I can teach myself how to scrog just in the small tent and then have the big tent going as usual. Give myself a little bit of room to make mistakes and learn and all that. The other thing is what prompted me to do this was the fact that, like we had discussed, my lemon runts was getting super tall. Now I will say that by, by the time I ended up making the net, I'm pretty sure the main cola is way too hard now for me to super crop or bend. So I think I'm just going to have to grow the lemon runts in its natural state. And then I'll start scrogging a different plant. Hopefully the boner pills once it gets a little bit bigger. So yeah, the first thing I did was I ran the Home Depot. I got four two foot long pieces of half inch PVC pipe. And yeah, I know I could have just bought a long one, but I have a tiny ass car and way too much social anxiety to ask an employee to cut it for me. I used to do wood cutting at Lowe's and it was the worst. People would just pull you around all day. I don't want to do it to them. <laughs> So yeah, I just bought the pre-cut sections. The idea I had for hanging it was to have thread going around the inside of the pipes and then sticking out on the corners. And then I can attach like key rings or some sort of or like a carabiner kind of thing or a clip. So in order to achieve that, I bought three-way elbows. And when I put the PVC pipe together, I put the open end of the, you know, the last remaining connector facing up. So after I put all the pieces together, I painted it just because I wanted it to look cool. <laughs> so I do a little bit of Warhammer, like figurine painting. I'm not good at it by any means. Actually, I don't even have any legitimate Warhammer figurines. I found this pack on Amazon of like third party figures and they were kind of like, they weren't expressly advertised as this, but they're kind of almost satirical fantasy characters. For example, there's a drunken monk that kind of looks like a frat boy. There's a gnome wizard that's riding a pug instead of a horse. There's just a lot of silly characters, so I thought that would be really fun to paint, and guess what? They were. <laughs> I've only painted like eight of them so far. I'm not doing like all the crazy shading and stuff, but they still take me about four hours to paint. But anyways, that's all to say that I already had spray primer laying around, and I had all the model paints laying around. I sprayed all the PVC with the gray primer. And while it was still kind of wet, I mixed model paints together to make pink because I had bought pink masonry thread. And I kind of just messily brushed it on to kind of swirl everything together. I didn't want to blend it. I just wanted it to swirl. I kind of wanted to give it like a tie-dye or camo kind of look. And then while the primer and the pink paint were still wet I took black paint and did the same thing and then I ended up with this kind of cool pink black and gray swirly pattern so after all the paint dried I cut masonry twine six inch longer than the pipe and I did that four times one for each side and then I tied the end of each string to a screw and then I used the screw as a weight to thread the entire inside of the PVC pipe and then I took all the loose ends and tied them off into loops. For now, I just put zip ties around them just so they wouldn't fall back into the <laughs> fall back into the pipe. But my plan is next time I'm at Walmart or something, I'm going to grab some key rings or clips and then put the clips on. 
And then that way it'll be hanging. And since all the thread is the same length and knotted the same way, it should auto balance itself. After that, I installed screws all the way around the edge, three inches apart from each other. I asked a bunch of people and I kind of just took the average. I've seen nets advertised at like four and six inches, but I didn't hear a lot of people recommending that to me. I started off by drilling pilot holes because I was afraid to just screw the screw right in, especially with the thread in there. I didn't want to, you know, sever all the thread I just run through it. I probably should have done the pilot holes first. <laughs> But anyways, after I put all the holes in, then I just sat there and screwed every screw in by hand. I left maybe like two threads in the head above the surface. Then to wrap it up, literally, I just ran the masonry thread through all the screws to make the net pattern, tied it off at the corners, and looks good. It's kind of sad that I can't use it right now. But really, it was my fault for slacking off because I had bought the stuff recently and if i had built it in time i could have put it on the lemon runs but i think it's a little bit too late for that like i said previously i did make a youtube video of all this but it's only like three minutes long it's super fast i wanted to just get more in depth about what i did and i think it's going to work out well i should have enough i don't even know what you call them the little rope pulley things that you hang your lights from <laughs> i got a few extra ones of those I have a lot of garden ties and now I have a whole spool of masonry strings so should be able to hang it pretty easily. So my next step is going to be learning how high to hang it, how to prep your plant for it, at what point do you put it down. I have to actually learn how to use it now. I just wanted to make it. It was a fun, fun little project. <laughs> and if you have any tips, because I'm really at a loss as to what to do next. My big questions at the moment are like, is it better to LST at the beginning? So that way you have to do something to get all the colas to be even before they go into the net, right? So you have to do some sort of training, whether it's just bending the main cola or doing full LST. You can't just like let it grow normal up into it, right? And then the other thing is like, what week do you start it? And how high to put the net? Do you adjust the net up and down as you go? Is that a thing? I don't know any of this. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go watch some YouTube. Hit up a couple Gromies. See what's going on. But yeah, this week I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring, and I want to tell you all about how that's going. But first, we gotta get into another ad. Are you looking for a sweet solution to supercharge your cannabis plants? Do you want to give them a treat that's as delicious as it is effective? Well, get ready to satisfy your plants' cravings with Sweet Grow Zinc the soil nutrient company that uses actual candy to boost your yields. Say goodbye to bland, uninspiring nutrients and hello to a sugary sensation that will have your plants begging for more. Our unique blend of candy-coated goodness is packed with essential nutrients and minerals, ensuring that your plants grow big, strong, and bursting with flavor. From lollipops to gummy bears, every scoop is a taste sensation for your plants. Don't settle for boring nutrients when you can give your plants a taste of the sweet life. Don't settle for boring nutrients when you can give your plants a taste of the sweet life. Upgrade the sweet grows today and watch your gardens flourish with flavor. Head over to nerdgrows.com slash sweet to get started. That's nerdgrows.com slash sweet. Alright, let's get back into it. Alright, so this week I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring. I've already beaten the game once, but I got a PS5 and for whatever reason my character didn't switch over from my PS4. 
and I believe that the DLC is coming out soon, so I wanted to beat the game again before it came out. For those of you who don't know, Elden Ring is a dark fantasy hack and slash game made by From Software. They're the same company that brought you Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, you know, all those games that are renowned for being very, very difficult. Even though it follows a different storyline, Elden Ring is basically open world Dark Souls. That's essentially how the game plays. FromSoft has a very specific way of making games to the point where it's its own subgenre now called Souls-like or Soulsborns. And what makes this subgenre of video games so unique is that it's very difficult, but it's also very fair. And it, it comes down to skill. If you think about like the reward system in your brain, you know how people say like playing slot machines just hits your dopamine over and over. For video games, I think of that as dungeon crawlers like Diablo or like a lot of AAA action games where it's like you walk into a room and you just mow down 20 people and it's pretty effortless. And then you get all the goodies, you get all your loot, and then you feel good, and then you keep going, you go into the next room, you kill 80 guys this time, and it's not hard at all. Souls-like games or Soulsborne games, the easiest enemy in the game, like a little skeleton will walk up to you, and he'll just gut you with his sword and walk away, and you're dead. And a lot of people say that that's unfair. However, the mechanics of the game are set up in a way where you can be successful, it's just difficult. So I kind of think of it as the opposite of like a slot machine, right? Instead of just getting instant gratification, you really have delayed gratification. Yeah, it took you 30 times to beat a boss, but when you finally do it, it just feels so good. You feel so accomplished. I also really like that the difficulty of the game plays into the setting of the game. Because a lot of horror games are easy. So it's like, yeah, this isn't really scary because I can shoot 40 zombies in the head and it's fine. But the fact that Souls games are very difficult really adds in to the dark fantasy nature of the series. The setting legitimately feels bleak and hopeless. I, I always joke around with, with my wife. I say, hey, you don't, you don't play Elden Ring because you want to have fun. You play Elden Ring because you hate yourself. <laughs> Joking, obviously, but that's kind of how it feels at times. It feels like you got to be a bit of a masochist, <laughs> but I love it. Anyways, Elden Ring is the newest game in this subgenre. Well, not in the subgenre because Liza P came out, but that's not by FromSoft. And Elden Ring really improves on a lot of the more negative aspects of the Souls games, or at least like quality of life stuff. So in Elden Ring, I'm running an astrologer, but I'm not going full glass cannon mage i probably should have picked prisoner but i like astrologer better <laughs> so i'm running gravity spells with the meteoric or katana putting most of my points into intellect and then whatever strength and dexterity i need to wield the meteoric or katana and then i've been putting the rest of my points in vitality a little bit of endurance because i don't like being Super, super squishy. If you're not familiar with role-playing games, there's probably a lot of lingo, I'm sorry. <laughs> the trade-off is like a warrior character doesn't deal as much damage, but they have a lot of armor so they can stand there and fight. And then with magic characters, they can deal a lot of damage, but 
everything in the game can basically one or two shot you. And that's really the goal with playing an astrologer in Elden Ring is you want enough vitality to just not be able to be one shot so you can roll away and drink a potion quick. A lot of people say that playing astrologer in Souls games is like easy mode because you can stand 20 feet away and just pop people off. But I don't think that's really true, especially for Elden Ring. I feel like there's a really good mix of characters where there are some monsters that are just very resistant to magic or they move around a lot so your spells miss and don't hit them. And then, you know, as soon as they close that gap on you, you're basically dead. Assuming, you know, you have to roll away and take potions and everything. You have to restructure where you're standing in order to get your spells off. It's a lot of timing. So, yeah, I don't think it's easier or harder necessarily. Because I've played Warrior too. And Warrior, yeah, you can just stand there with your shield up and then take your opportunities to swing. Like, I get it. I just like playing, like, fast characters that shoot stuff at people, you know? Now, I am trying to beat the game pretty fast, but I'm also not super rushing through it. When I started the game, if you're familiar with Elden Ring, I did run <laughs> run down, grab the mace, and then ran all the way to Northern Kaled and killed the Sleeping Dragon just to get like 20 levels right off the bat. And then the main rock spell that you use and the Meteoric Ore Staff are in the same little swamp in uh, the middle of Kaled. And then down the street in Kaled is the little hut where you get the Meteoric Ore, or it's in a basement, the Meteoric Ore Katana. Within an hour and a half of playing the game, I had already got 20 levels and all the gear I'm going to need for the rest of the game. Now, normally, the next thing I would do here is do Var's questline in order to get the medallion to go to Mogwin Palace. Because if you go to the back of Mogwin Palace, there's a bonfire you can rest at, where if you look over the edge of the cliff, there's a giant chicken monster. An astrologer can hit it with spells, or you can hit it with a bow and arrow. But once you aggro it, it just runs off the cliff and dies, and you get like 11,000 souls. So if you farm some uh, gold pickle feet, or what, gold pickle foul feet, pop one of those to get double XP, and then you can just hit the chicken, rest at the bonfire, hit the chicken, rest at the bonfire. You can get hundreds of thousands of souls in just a few minutes, and then... In my opinion, it's one of the easiest ways to power level yourself in the game. Now, I, I don't think I'm going to do chicken farm on this run. Just because I've done it so many times and it's been played out. I've done it on so many characters. I kind of want to just try to, from, from this point on, beat the game naturally. Obviously, I ran and grabbed all my weapons, killed the sleeping dragon, all that. But I just want to progress naturally from now on. Right now, I'm in the middle of learning of the lakes. And I'm progressing my way towards that fight. I can't remember her name though. Isn't isn't that when you fight the like school teacher and then you have to fight her on top of the lake and everything? I I love that boss fight. That boss fight's so cool. Where like her students are laying on the ground throwing books at you and you have to hit them in order to break her shield and everything. It's it's so much fun. But yeah, that's what I've been into this week. Just been slashing my way through this game. Hopefully to beat the game before the DLC comes out. And yeah, we're giving away some BGG seeds. He's got a new drop coming up. We learned how to make a scrog net, and I've been playing some Elden Ring. <laughs> All right, until next week, peace, y'all.